Good morning. A good Erev Shabbos. Erev Shabbos Kedesh, Parshish Shmini, Tavshin Pegimum. Erev Shabbos Kedesh. For many of you in Chutzlar, it's, it's, today is Isra Chag, and you're just eating your first taste of Chomets after a full week, eight days of Matzah and Moror. And for us in Eretz Yisrael, we already were eating a day beforehand. But we still feel that we can taste and we have the, the smells of the of the matzah and the moror and the charoises and the the yayin. The, not, not, not only did we have dalit kaisis, but many of us, for many of us, I'm sure we had more than dalit kaisis. And myself personally, I just want to thank the Rebbeinu Shalom for all the brachas that he gave our family, and I hope that it was by everyone's family to have such a yontif, to be zeichet such a yontif. I remember distinctly my father, all of a shalom, whose yard site is coming up soon, uh, the day before Lag Ba'imer, the last yontif that he was zeichet was for Pesach, and he exclaimed, I remember him telling me, ah, he was zeichet to a Pesach. He was literally, that Yontif was the Yontif that he was able to, again, to, to, he's able to have the Matzah, to have the Mora, to have the Charoises, to have the Yayin, and to feel that Ki'ilu Hu Yotza Mitzrayim as if he actually left Mitzrayim. Now, for many of us, I know myself, we were Zoichet to go to the Kaisal, we go to Birchus Kohanim, and we were Zoichet to hear Shiurim, we were Zoichet to see our family together. We had a great, great time with the Mishpacha and the grandchildren and great-grandchildren, really a birchas Hashem. I'm very, very thankful to Kodesh Baruch Hu. And I hope that everyone else also had those elements of simcha and joy. And in the midst of everything, we know that there still was that taste of mara was there very, very heavily. As I mentioned, Pesach Matzo Moror. We discussed this maybe last week in the Erev in the, the Erev Yantiv Shir that the Moror is what remains with us because this really is the element of all of the Tsaris that Klai Yisrael goes through. And as we mentioned, Bidamaya Chayi, Bidamaya Chayi. And over here in Eretz Yisrael, unfortunately, there were more terrorist attacks. The D family, wonderful, wonderful family, who were gunned down on the way up to a trip to Tveria, and the two daughters that were killed together, and then a few days later when the mother, Lucy D, a wonderful, wonderful Ashes Chayo, and we saw the, 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 the way the father and the children spoke, really a Kiddush Hashem, the way they accepted upon themselves the they accepted upon themselves the 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 mishpat of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and that our way is the way of shalom and peace, and their way is the way of death and destruction. So there was a lot of a lot of murder that went along, and at the same time there were other tragic events. And if anyone thought that they were safe, anyone thought that oh. For me, everything is all right. We got we got a reminder the last days happened to be that the weather was unseasonably cold. The last days of Yontif here in Eretz Yisrael, and it started raining. The Rebbitzin and I were away in Karen Yavne for the last day in a little yeshiva hotel together with my brother, and I was able to speak for the Olam. 
and it was a tremendous chus, and we had the we had the Shiris Hayam at midnight, together with great great rabbanim and great stories and great rushes, and then it started raining, it rained that night, and it was thunder and it was lightning, and it was really very clear that Hakadosh Baruch Hu was speaking to us, and as we left the Yontif, it literally was a deluge, and I heard that the same thing happened even in a greater fashion in Florida, where they say it was, uh, they had to shut down the airports, and the flooding was horrific. And I know many, many people went to Florida for Yontif, and I hope that everyone is safe and sound, and all of our Talmidim from their Yaakov that live in Florida. But I hope that, and I hope that the damage wasn't that great, but everyone saw clearly that it was literally, it was like a Yamsuf, it was the Yamsuf without the Kriya. This is what happens when we have a, 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 the Yam comes over and it literally creates a Mabel. And HaKadosh Baruch was speaking to us in a very, very loud voice and he is speaking to us in a very loud voice. And what is he telling us? He's telling us that It's only by the good grace of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that we're able to go through the Yamsuf. Everything is really in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is speaking to us. And as we leave the Yantif, we have to carry the message of the Yantif, the Amuna. everything emanates from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we have to bring it down into our world, into now to the mundane world. But this is the Baruch that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, that we should take that Amuna. I know that by the Moroccan Jews, they have the the yantif, the the they call it the the the, the memuna, and it, ha- it comes from the element of emuna. They add on an extra day. That's their isrichag. But we have to take for sure. All of us have to take the emuna and Hakadosh Baruch Hu with us. And Parsha Shmini, for some reason, is the parsha that we start off the beginning of the summer. We've been saying over here. Everyone says a gezunt to zumer. It should be a, a summer of with gezunt, and. Parsha Shmini is the parsha where we're going to start off, unless we try to say to get the to get the chizuk from the parsha. Before I say anything on the parsha, I'm going to say something that I heard. I mentioned to a very chashva yid, Rav Kalman Bear, who's the chief rabbi of Netanya, who was the rav of the of the hotel where we stayed the last day, and I see meet him every year. And he's they say he's members from the up and coming big rabbanim here in Eretz Yisrael. Big Talmud Chacham, and they say he might be up for the next chief rabbi of Israel. And I mentioned him, he knows that I say over stories, so he likes my stories, and he asked me to speak a few times uh, during the Yantif. And I mentioned him that in the Sefer Tzafrin, the Tzneyusa, remember my Rebbe of Moshe Shapir, that's how used to say over, that he speaks of it about the Indian of Sipur. And I heard this morning, Rev Lassery, he mentioned the same Safra Tznusa, but the Safra Tznusa, he said, has three inyanim. There's the inyan of Sefer, there's the inyan of Sipur, and there's the inyan of Sefar, of counting. And the way he created the connection of what the Safra Tznusa is telling us is that there's everything is really about, first of all, the Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. That's what we did on Pesach. We spoke over to the children how we left Mitzrayim, how Kodesh Baruch Hu took us out of Mitzrayim, the great Nisim which took place. That's the Sipur. And 
Then we're Sfor. Sfor is we count. We're counting the days. How many days we're holding in the Sfirah Sa'imer. And why are we counting the days in order to get to the last day, which is going to be the Hamishim Yayim. After the counting of the 49 days, we'll get to the 50th day. And that will be the thing of what will bring us to the Sefer, that will bring us to the Tachlis, which is Tavnus al Kimar Hazeh, to get to Sefer Torah, to get the Shnei Luchas Abris. So the, the Sipur and the Sefer and the counting leads us together with the Sefer. And they all have the same letters, the Samach, the Pei, and the Resh. If we don't put in any other, any other letters. And this is really a lesson for us how we have to take the Sipri Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, and that should give us a Muna, and then we say, oh, what's the tachlis of leaving Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim? A person could leave Yitzhiyah could leave Mitzrayim, but where is he going to? The answer is, he's going to Har Sinai, and that's what we're counting, and hopefully we're going to reach, and in order to do that, we have to take the Kachas, we have to add on in our Avodah Hashem, this, it's interesting that all three of these elements all have boundaries and all have borders. The the Sipur Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim, we only do it on a certain day and we speak about it in a certain time period. The counting is also amount of counting. That's also Hagbalah, that's setting up that there's an order, that this is the time period when we count. And the Sefer Torah, for sure, it's like it's like pachas v'la'yaisa. A person can't be meisah for the Torah and can't be megareya on the Torah. So this is the beginning of our chizuk. The beginning of our chizuk is that we're counting. The beginning of our chizuk is that we recounted, and the beginning of our chizuk is that we're coming to the Torah, which is the final culmination of the Yitzhiyah time when we're actually we are going to hear the words of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, say anoichi. And we're all of Klai Yisrael said, Nasev and Nishma. I was thinking, thinking about the parsha, the parsha Shemini. We'll speak a little bit about this parsha, which is Gavaldic. And it starts off with the Shemaynes Yimeh Meluyim, where Moshe Rabbeinu calls out to Aaron HaKoyin, and he describes to everybody that Aaron HaKoyin is going to be the Koyin Gadol. And Aaron HaKoyin has to bring certain kabbonas, has to do a certain avayda, and then in the middle it speaks about that on that day, which should have been the culmination of the completion of the Mishkan, so there was an event that took place, a tragedy that took place, which was the Mises Benayarim. And all of Yisrael cried out. I think this also represents that we see in the midst of the, of the Mishkan and everything, there's still a time of Rashi says when HaKadosh Baruch Hu does din with tzaddikim so the, the level of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is raised up because we make a, a kavachayr if HaKadosh Baruch Hu did a din with the tzaddikim how much more so with the rishayim I remember my Rebbe Reb Nachum Zatzal speaking this when he was speaking at the Levaya of our Rebbe, Reb Chaim Shvalevitz. But now is not the time to speak about the Hespid. Now is the time to continue and to say, and after that parsha, all of a sudden we get to something which seems to be an enigma. We speak about Macholas uh, Asuras, we speak about the simonim of animals and which animals are kosher, which animals are not kosher. 
And we know that there's the animals that are mafresas, parsa, vishesha, shesa, that they both eat from the cud, and they also have split hooves. Those are the animals that are kosher. I saw that they bring down from the Vilna Goyen a gewaldike, gewaldike zach. We know that there are different types of animals. There's the gomo, there's the shofon, there's the arneves, and there's the chazir. Each one, the Goyen says, represents a different element of the golos. Interesting, very interesting. The Gemara says the Masech to Yuma, Reb Yochan and Belezer, they both said the Rishonim, that means the people from the Bayes region, Nizgala Avonim, Nizgala Kitzam. So their Averis were revealed, and the end of their days of the Golos was revealed. Acharonim, which is the Bayes where there wasn't a revelation of their Averis, we'll soon see what that means. Then the end of the time of the Golas is not revealed. That's the Golas that we're living in today. And Rabbi Yochanan says, It's better the, the, the hooves, uh, the tzipurin, uh, the, 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 um, the nails of the hooves of the Rishonim more than the stomachs of the Achreinim. It's a little bit of an enigma what this, what this, what this Gemara means. So the Gain says, the Gain says that the Arnevis, the Gamal, and the Shofan all represent the three Goliaths Harishainis. The Gamal is Bavel, the Shofan is Madai, the Arnevis, which most people translated as the, as the, um, you know, <laughs> that, that animal, the bunnies, right? Two different types of bunnies. So those are, that's the Yovan. And the Chazir represents, that's the last one. That represents the Golas Revi, which is Golas Edom. And it's interesting that the, the first ones, they all have, um, <coughs> they all have what's called Malagera. Their stomachs are what? Are, have Chudakad, but Parsa Enomaphras. So it comes out, that their simone tuma is not revealed. Their simon tuma is like hidden. Uh, their simon tuma is is it's 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 not revealed. While the chazir, the chazir puts out its its uh, mafris parsa, so it shows that it's like it's like oh I'm really kosher, but really we know the chazir inside is not malagera. Now, what is this teaching us? It's really teaching us that we know the difference between the Golas of the Bayes region and the Bayesheni was in one aspect. The first one was destroyed because of the three major sins, which is Gilarayas, Shvichas Domim, and Avedazara. Those were all elements where the, the, the Tuma was revealed. It was very simple. That Gilarayas, that Shvichas Domim, had Avedazara. That represents the three of the first types of simonim of animals which are not kosher. But the achreinim, their, uh, their averis were hidden. On the outside, everything looked good. People were, were learning Torah, everything else. They were doing mitzvahs, they were doing maizim taivim. doesn't say they were being oivet of Adazara. <coughs> doesn't say that they were murdering. 
It doesn't say that they were killing, that they were doing immorality. But within their hearts, there was what's called sinas chinam. And that's the hardest thing to eradicate. And that's why the Gemara says, It was better the hooves of the Rishonim, because they did Averis which were revealed. When things are revealed, then you could rectify. We know exactly what we have to do. And therefore, the, the Umas... They're, they're, they got enough, they, they were, we were destroyed, but we were able to get back to Eretz Yisrael. But the Kresen Shal the stomachs of the Acherayim, that's the Chazir, where things are done hidden. That's Malchus Edom. We don't even realize what kind of Tumah enters into our beings, which is in the form of Sinas Chinam. And therefore, that Tumah was Tumah Besezer. The Sephorna says, unbelievable thing. The Sephora adds on, not necessarily to this particular point, but it's, I think, it's an additional part of the complexity of the different parts of the parsha. It's like very, very strange. It could be I've mentioned this in, in previous years. The beginning of the parsha speaks about Aaron Akoyin entering into the Migdash, the Misa of the B'nai Aaron, and then all of a sudden it digresses to the Indian of the Simanim of animals. What's the connection between the two? The Sephora says an unbelievable thing. He says, after Klai Yisrael sinned by the Chet of the Egel, so the crowns of glory that were upon us were removed. <coughs> and HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Misrachek from Klai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu felt the only way that we can bring Klai Yisrael back to the connection to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is to build a Mishkan. V'nasati Mishkani B'Soychechem V'loisigl Nafshi Eschem because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was upset with Klai Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu made a tikkun. And he said, in a, in a special tefillah, with how? With the Mishkan and the Kalim and the bringing of the Karbanas. But Moshe Rabbeinu understood that Klai Yisrael's DNA had changed because of the Chet of the Egel. And in order to change the DNA, in order to make it that they should be muchan la'or ba'or ha'chayim they have to be misakin their gufim, their bodies. How do we do that? A tikkun, that we're not going to eat the items which are metame the nefesh, bebmidas ubemuskalas, like the goyim, they eat shkatsim, they eat remasim, and therefore they're completely, completely connected to the negative forces. But we, we we elevate ourselves. We don't eat anything that comes up. We don't eat any bug that's out there. And this is the reason why the Torah mentions it right after the story of the Mishkan. After Aaron HaKoyim goes into the Mishkan, we have to know that we have to elevate ourselves. We have to be different people. And I think this is a great lesson. From over here we see, especially according to what we saw from the Gain, that we have to elevate ourselves, that our Neshama should become better. But especially in the area of what? of the Indian of Ben Adam Lechaveira, and these times that we're holding, the times between uh, Pesach and Shavuos, we know, is the time of the Mises, of the Talmud of Kiva, and the reason why they had that Mises, the ticket for that is to be Nogu Kovod And I know that many of the people that have been speaking about the events that have taken place. We've seen these tragedies that have taken place over the last few months. Two little children, two boys, the Palais boys that were killed. And then the older boys 
from the Yaniv family that were killed by murderous Arabs, Yamach Shemam V'Zuchreinam, and and then the the tragedy took place over here on the Yantif on Cholamayit of young young girls who were taken away the D family, and not only them but their mother. There's this connection of Achim, the Achiyos, a mother and a daughter, Aim and Ima Ubanayseha, and the tragedies are lessons which we cannot fully comprehend. But the little bit that we can glean from them, the first thing is, the Kodesh Baruch is telling us, Achim, we know there's been so much distress between Jews here in Eretz Yisrael. We have to, we have to recognize, we must become more Achim. And I heard an unbelievable Maimer Chazal, which I want to share with you. It's really a Zoya Kodesh. It's a great Maggid here in Eretz Yisrael, Reb Baruch Rosenblum. And he spoke specifically about the brothers and the sisters that were taken away. And there's no question, all of these, all of these tragedies are Karbonus Tzibur for Kla Yisrael. And we have to recognize the only time a Karbon is a Kapara is only if we take it to heart and we say we want to do Tshuva. So for sure, HaKadosh Baruch is urging us to do Tshuva. But he brought down an unbelievable thing. And I, many, I remember many years ago, I was able to go to the kever of Reb Yaisi Mipekin. It's all the way up near Tzfas. It's all the way up near Maron. Reb Yosimipakian. There's a Zoyer HaKadosh in Parshas Bolok. And I'm going to try to simplify the Zoyer HaKadosh. But the Zoyer HaKadosh maybe give us a little bit of an element to understand what HaKadosh Baruch was saying to us and for us to elevate ourselves. The, Gubar, the, the, the Zoyer HaKadosh says that there were a group of Tanoim and they wanted to go to visit um, Rabbi Yaisi ben Lukunya, who was the, the father-in-law of Rabbi Lazar. So, so Rabbi Lazar went and um, he was walking with Rabbi Abba and as they were walking they, uh, a yoyna came to them, a pigeon. And the dove came and he started like he started, started waving his wings in front of Belazar. Belazar understood what's going on over here. And he says, oh, it's, it's, it's a Yonik Sheira. The dove is kosher. He probably is do, come to do a shlichus, like it says, So they asked him, what did he say? He said, oh, he told me that Reb Yossi, my father-in-law, Reb Yossi ben Lukunya, Ah, excuse me. So he told the, the pigeon, go to Rabbi Yossi ben Lukunya, my, my father-in-law, and tell him that we're about to come to visit him in three days and he shouldn't be afraid and we shouldn't be like a sudden shock because we're coming for a simcha. So the Yoyna went back to Rabbi Yossi ben Lukunya, who was the father-in-law of Rabbi Lezer, and Rabbi Lezer ben Lukunya sent a message back with an Oyrev. Oyrev. Ah, what was the message? <coughs> the message was that Rabbi Yossi ben Pekian is sick. I saw it brought down one of the Mepharshim that the Kava Yosher says that the Pshat was really the, the, the real din was supposed to be in Yosi ben Lukunya, but HaKadosh Baruch changed it and it went on Rabbi Yosi ben Pekian. So Rabbi Yosi ben Lukunya was sending a message that what? That um, that, that the great Tana Rabbi Yosi ben Pekian is deathly sick. So he sent it with an Oyrev. Oyrev always sends not good messages. So, excuse me, a message came back that Rabbi Yossi ben, ben Pekin had died. 
The Arif came and said, Rabbi Yosef ben Nikian died. So when Rabbi Lezer heard this, he said, listen, we can't just go to visit my father of the Simcha. We can't have our own Simcha. Rabbi Yosef ben Nikian, we have to go and we have to do the final chesed, which is to go to bury him. So they started going, these great Tanoim, and as they were going, the people of the town of Pekin saw them, and the whole town went out, and when they got close to the house of Yosef ben Pekin, they saw that Yosef ben Pekin had a young son, and he wouldn't allow anyone to go into the house. And he stood by the house, and he closed the door, and he's the only one that's going to take care of him. And the Tinek started crying out, he says, Rebbeinu Shalolam, the Repasik says, When you meet the Kansipur, the Torah says, you should send away the mother, and the f- children you should keep for yourself. The Rebbe you keep the Torah, and you should know that my, my father and mother, they both had children. Who are they? Myself and my younger sister. She's younger than me. And therefore, you should have taken us instead of them. You should have left over the aim because his mother had died already. And now you're taking over my father as well. <coughs> so he started crying. And as he was crying, he said, Don't you keep the Torah? And Rebbe Lezer, Rebbe Abba were standing outside. They're listening to this conversation. And they said, A Pusik which denotes that the Rebbe is always just. But on the other hand, look at this terrible tragedy. Two children are left alone, bereft, without a father. It says that this child was sitting by the father, and literally his mouth was next to the mouth, and he wouldn't leave him. All of a sudden, a fiery amud came down from the heavens. Listen to this, Marisha Zoyar. And it surrounded, the, the, it surrounded Rabbi Yaisi ben Lukunya. And all of a sudden... They hear that Rabbanu made a nest, and he was Mechayim Mesim, and he brought Rabbi Yosef ben Lakunya back to life. And they heard it, everyone heard this voice. They said, Ashrech Rabbi Yosef, happy you Rabbi Yosef. They said that, you know what? That the, the, the words of the child went up in front of the heavens, and HaKadosh Baruch listened to him. And he decided to give 22 years to Rabbi Yosef and Lekunya in order to be able to teach Torah to his son. And that's what happened. He lived for another 22 years. Rabbi Yosef, there's so much to go on in this story over here. But, and I remember when I went to Rabbi Yosef and Bikins, I remember hearing, seeing the story written over there from the Lashon of the Zayar Kaddish. The, the Rabbi Yosef is talking to us. The Rabbi Yosef is... is, is is, is giving tremendous, tremendous moral that's come out. And at the same time, the Rabbanu is watching over us. There's no question. We're surrounded by the enemies. Anyone that knows a little bit what's going on here in Eretz Yisrael, they just put out new missiles all around the country because they're afraid of possible war breaking out. I'm not trying to get everybody nervous, but these are the, these are the facts. And these are the things that we have to realize. We have to dive into the Rabbanu The Rabbanu is watching over us, but he wants us to... He wants us to daven to him. And we see that when we daven to him, we literally, we can change things. Rabbi Yosef ben Pekian's son was able to give, give, to, to, to give a tainah to the Rabbanu Shalom. It only comes about through a munah in the Rabbanu Shalom. I heard just two stories, I want to say, from the Holocaust, one from the Kleisenberger and one from Rabbi Yitzchak Yaakov Weiss, 
which give tremendous amun. I heard Rabbi Marshall Weiss speaking, and he said his father was with the Kleisenberger Rebbe in Bergen-Bells, and he came two weeks before Pesach, and he wanted very much to have matzah, and everyone laughed at the Rebbe. Rebbe, how are we going to get matzahs? And it seemed Rabbi a week before, all of a sudden there was a bombing of a, of a train, and in that train there was a whole shipment of wheat, and the people were able to gather. They went out, and slowly but truly they gathered together um, kernels of wheat, and they were able to make matzahs, and each yid was gotten literally like a kazayas of matzah. How they made it, and how they baked it, a whole story, what they did. But you see, tremendous amun. Klesenberger Rebbe said, we got to have matzah. They got matzah. Another miser, Gitzhak Yaakov Weiss, who was the, the Av Bezin of Eidich Haredes, he, he was gathered together with his particular community, and they put him into a shul, and they were about to kill them all. And all of a sudden, the the Kaimer came, the, the priest came, together with the Nazi Yomach Shmam V'zichreinim, both of Yomach Shmam V'zichreinim, and they said, okay, we came to an agreement that if you will, uh, if you will convert to Catholicism and we'll baptize you, then we're going to not kill you, but we're going we're gonna to put you into camps that you won't, uh, nothing be able to happen to you. So all the Yidden there, they all said, nope, we're not going to give in. There were 30 boys from what's called the reform group and they thought from their own mind that listen they, they can stay alive they're going to stay alive but Rav Weiss went and he spoke to them and he spoke to them to the heart and he said this is really this defines us who we are and they all decided even those young boys that they didn't grow up religious that they're going to stay true to Judaism and a nest took place and all of a sudden there was a, a, a commander that came, probably in the guise of really Elion Navi, and he said, let all the people go, and they sent them to work camps, and eventually Revice was saved, and all those people supposedly in that group, because they kept to their Yiddishkeit, Rabbi Sai. They kept to their Yiddishkeit. I heard that in 1967, when in Givata the battle, the, 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 um, the commander said to the soldiers, he says, when you're fighting, for those people living, you know, in Ramat Eshkol, you know what Givat Moshe was, that was a major battle between the Jordanians. He says, listen, this is going to, we're, we're trying to capture the city of Jerusalem, and it's going to be in the middle of the battlefield, your buddies are going to fall. But you have to know one thing, you can't stop and break down and start crying for your buddies. You have to continue the job, you have to continue the job. And one person said, this is really a lesson for all of us. A lot of times we think, that because of things that happen, all of a sudden we stop in our tracks. No, we have to continue the Messiah. We have to take it with us. And that's a lesson. Even during the difficult times, even during the Mora times, we realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us. Last Misa, ah, taxi driver. He was a T man, but it was one thing he did. He didn't, wouldn't travel on Shabbos. He wouldn't take customers on Shabbos. And he uh, lived near Tel Aviv, and he didn't get any parnasa for a few days, and Mama, she was starving. He doesn't have a parnasa. He's a taxi driver. So he decided to drive to Tel Aviv, and he drove to Tel Aviv, and all of a sudden there were some tourists at a hotel, and they said, take us to Jerusalem. We want to go to Jerusalem. We'll pay Each one of us will pay $100. It was like 40 minutes before Shabbos, and he said, listen, buddy, I'm sorry. I can't do it. It's before Shabbos. I can't do it. He turned down. He turned down a couple hundred dollars, which would have been a parnasa for him. And as he left them, they couldn't believe it. All of a sudden, the man came running over to him from the hotel, and he says, listen, I have to go to Ramat Gan. And it ended up being Mamash a block away from where he lived, and he gave him a nice tip. But the Rabbanu Shem watches over. Rabbi Sai, 
this is people that keep emuna, and we, even the pintle yidden they keep emuna. How much more so for us, those of us that have been zoyche to have an education, to have parents that were from, or to have rabbeim that taught us what it means to be from. How much more so do we have to try to keep the emuna that we have, Rabbi Zai, Shmini, after Pesach. We've been saying over the stories, we're counting the days, we're getting closer to the Seifat Torah, Mitzvah Shem that will come to us on Shavuos. Let's make a tikkun, whatever we can do, to be mechazik, and the Rabbanu Shem should watch over us, the Geshem that was brought should be the Matar, the, the Matar which will help us to grow, and we have to realize everything is really in the hands of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if we carry that message, and we'll sing the songs, and just like they sang by Kriyas Yamsev, Zekeli Van Veyu, we turn to the and we say to the we know that you're the one that watches over us. HaKadosh Baruch should continue to send us brachas, we should be zeichet to the Gula Shlema, wishing everyone a wonderful Shabbos. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.